0: 9 33 joining me now our good friend Ms. barb Lampson. good morning barb hey karen this week has been perfect weather for oh, us gardeners i love it
1: cool you just you could just work and work and work you know the squirrels were out running around and gathering their walnuts mm. and in my garden and I was in my garden, I felt like a squirrel. I would just, you know, get <laughs> up, get outside, and sometimes I have to take a shower in the afternoon because I've gotten so dirty and my clothes yes. have gotten so dirty and I have to change and then that revives me and I'm back out again.
0: Yeah, it's kinda like spring. Two of my two favorite seasons are spring and fall because of the weather and yes. there was no bugs. Yes. Oh, you know,
1: that is a real a joy. Huge and thing. have you noticed Notice we're having fewer Japanese beetles.
0: Well, because they're getting sluggish, and the sad part is I said to the boys, they said, Well, we don't see them so much anymore. I said, Yeah, because they're going in the ground to lay their eggs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, and listen, here's
1: the thing you know that one Japanese beetle, so if you've thought, let me back up a minute here. If you thought just killing this beetle, you know, I'm not getting any place. Well, a Japanese beetle has the potential to lay 60 eggs eggs Ooh. so you're not killing one you're getting rid of 60 potential beetles Oof. that will be coming up next year and what they're going to do now yes is they lay the eggs you get this grub this grub continues to grow it goes down deeper and,
0: and continues to eat from the roots instead I, I, of the it goes, top yeah, yeah but
1: it's sort of dormant in the in the winter mm-hmm. and then as the soil warms up it comes up in in uh, early spring, and then it starts eating those roots. And here's something to remember. Those people who have, who water their grass, these grubs, they thrive in the wet soil more so than in dry soil.
0: And even for us who don't water our grass all the time, this weather just has been very perfect for them because we've had so much moisture.
1: Yeah, that's, that's right. So we're seeing fewer Japanese beetles. When I was out in the garden this week, i decided i have too many ferns and this is a great time you know the tops uh many of them have died back they've died back and also when we had that heat in august for about two weeks it was just unbelievably hot and in the places that i have them planted they should be protected but they just couldn't tolerate that
0: fall is a good time for planting the the best time of course is spring or fall depending on what you're planting so if you want to get a tree now's a good time to plant it just make sure you keep it watered in until it freezes
1: Right. right and you know the best thing you can do is prep your prep your site before you even start digging out something or replacing something, buying something new. Make sure that you've got a good sized space because sometimes we get carried away. We go look in the nursery oh. and we get carried away. And how much room do we really have? You well, know, are you going to have to move four or five things after you get home to get this one in? And
0: Well, I notice a lot of times when people have new construction, new houses, they'll have a landscaper come in and they'll plant all these shrubs and they look beautiful. But you know that shrub is going to grow five feet wide and it's going to be crowded out. So a lot of times I think they do it for that immediate impact, yeah. but you got to think long term because it's right. going to be more work down the line. So you know,
1: if you have like hydrangeas, for example, they uh, many of them get really big. They spread oh, out. Yes. They may not get so tall, but they do keep. And if you have to keep uh, pruning them, you're pruning off the blooms, and you're not going to have a nice product. Prod product when you get done. It's going to look pruned and chopped, whereas if it's left alone, it's going to be nice and graceful if it's in the right
0: spot. So, you know, give that some thought too. You know, a lot of times when you go to a nursery too, you can buy there's there's larger versions and smaller versions of the same thing. You think, Well, I want this instant looking big mm-hmm. bush and sometimes mm-hmm. maybe that's okay. But I found that generally if you plant a smaller one, it isn't such a root shock to them. Right. And they generally catch on just as fast and will will grow so I'm just saying you can save yourself some money and have a beautiful thing, but always remember to read how big it's going to get because yes. it's going to get bigger. And
1: you know the rose bushes that I have. I used to have those knockouts and some of them died and then I just said, Okay, I'm done with them and I bought this series That nice, easy... Easy elegance from Minnesota, right? Yes, yes. Nice and easy is what I think. You know, the strangest thing with those, they grow and grow. Now, I have pruned them back maybe twice this summer. Now, that is strange. You would think that something... It's, it should be short. It should be small. It should well, not...
0: Well, on the package, I think it says three to four feet tall. So right. I had the same thing, Barb, with my yellow one, too. Yeah, yeah. And right. So I don't know if we've got the same variety, but it's an easy elegance. And I had one... Well, I have two plants, but both of them got one really tall, tall branch, and I cut it back because it just... That's what mine did, too. But
1: I, so now, once it gets done with this blooming... Then I'll cut that back. But I thought, well, how strange that one part of the plant can just zoom up like that.
0: Well, now, are they on their own roots? Because that was the one thing about knockout roses. They were on their own roots, but a lot of roses may be grafted.
1: Yeah, but I think these also are on their own okay. root. They're, they're not grafted. And, okay. and that's one thing to look for, too, because if you get a hard frost and it, and it freezes, Below that graft, then what you're going to get is the wild stock that it was pruned
0: onto, which is usually not as pretty at all. It's usually something that, that that's just hardy but not as pretty.
1: Right. It it's got it grows. It's vigorous, but you rarely get blooms on those too. You know, one of the things I wanted to mention is in the evening, uh, nights it's getting cool out now. Yes. It's really getting quite cool, and house plants that have been outside. They don't like those. Oh yeah, I've
0: noticed. Yeah, I've got to bring mine in.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. Or at least bring them into the porch, so that you're making that gradual, uh, gradually getting them back into house again. And if you have coleus, and it's a great big gorgeous plant you might be better off to take cuttings. And those cuttings should be taken now before it gets any cooler because that is really hard to get them started I after have, they've been out in the cool nights. I have
0: started some cuttings, and they have great roots. And what usually happens is they start to get big and gangly in the house. So what I'll do is take cuttings off those that have grown from, from cuttings. cuttings. And then, I mean, then I'll have double the number, and they look really good, and I just keep doing that all winter long. So if you have room, of course, that's a part of it. And lights, because they need the lights to grow. Yes,
1: yes, that's right. And I have begonias and uh and these are the tuber begonias they they actually have a bulb they're not the ones that are grown from seed they're not a seed begonia now those uh they could just stay outside because you probably are going to wait and then you're going to cut them back, bring in the tuber, and you're going to treat that like any rut. It's going to have to be cooled and it's going to have to be someplace where there's humidity.
0: But you can't leave it out all winter or it won't come back. No, you can't.
1: And so that, it really doesn't hurt. Although, you know, the begonias, the tuber begonias, are the most beautiful I've ever had this year. It, It just seems like they have really benefited from this cool weather. And the
0: moisture, too, I think, that we've had more consistent. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's so true. So... Uh, th- those those couple of things. Uh, anything else that you might have that you want to bring in? If you've got a geranium, if it's a prized geranium, sometimes people they're like their Martha Washingtons, which are a little bit more rare, and uh, are they've done really well? Are their citronella geraniums? Do you want to bring those in? Then then start bringing them in now. It's you know you'd like to leave them outside because we're going to get some warming up, but it's those cool nights. that that affect things like that. And us, too. (laughs) You know, I have this, um, I'm going to say it's at least 30-year-old jade plant. It was big. I mean, it was big. And every summer I said, this is the year I'm going to transplant that. I've got to get that into a bigger pot. And so this week I said to David what's on your schedule you know we're <laughs> done with our pond now our rain barrels are all done I mean everything what is... you
0: put your rain barrels away already
1: no there oh. I mean there. there's nothing that has Oh. we had okay. to do some little modifying on oh, them, but okay. you know all of these things that aren't the boat is 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 ready to go back into storage you know all of these things are done so I said would you help me because I can't get this great big big jade out of the pot and I had to take I actually took a long knife and I had to go along the sides to loosen this thing up and then we we each took one side and we lifted it out And, you know, even with a plant like that, it's very tempting to say, I'm going to put it in a really big pot so I don't have to do this again. But you really should only go one pot size bigger. Right.
0: Because otherwise it focuses all, I mean, the energy on the roots and it won't really do anything. Right. So you've got, you want it to just have enough room for, so the roots don't continue to be root-bound and they have a little room to grow, and then they'll catch up and the plant and, can. And there
1: are some things, and this isn't true of the jade, but there are some plants that need to really be root-bound, but yet the soil needs to be replaced. They need to be replaced. So together, um, and then we bought really good, uh, and and we bought potting um Soil, uh, mm-hmm. a, a good mixture, and it's uh, um, has enough fertilizer in there to feed for six months. Sure. So, so that's all set, and it's still I've got it sitting outside on my deck um, in a covered area. Because you wouldn't want to have that exposed to bright sunlight. Then yeah, it would
0: scol- it, uh, was it scald scorch. scorch? Yeah,
1: any of those things. And it just, it might dehydrate too, mm-hmm. simply because you've, you've, you know, you lose some roots every time you do this, this transplanting. I soaked it really well, and it tolerated everything great. But at long last, that poor plant, and I've taken some little cuttings. And, and they root so easily. I don't know if it's worthwhile growing this plant. <laughs>
0: That's what I going to ask if is it worth it. I, I,
1: you know, I, and it takes two of us to put it on a cart and roll it back into the house. Um, yeah, you you wonder if, you know, you simplify your life as you go. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right,
0: exactly. So, well, I, so, I wanted to talk about tomatoes. You know, we've had such a great year. Mm-hmm. I've had so many tomatoes. But now that it's getting cool, they will kind of slow down with producing. So I'm pinching off the um, the blossoms because they're not going to make be have enough time to make any more uh, tomatoes you know toward toward right. the ends and especially these indeterminate which means they just keep growing and growing sure. so I'm pinching off ones or the really small ones because then the energy can go to ripen what's there sure
1: you know um, uh, what what I did this week when I was out picking tomatoes and I did that a couple of different times that uh, our favorite that Valentine plant mm-hmm. is just it continues to grow it's and a monster. And so uh, there is uh, the main branches uh, that come out the sides. And then right on top of it, you'll usually see there's a little one that wants to start. And I've been cutting out in just uh, like every other one so that I get more uh, sunlight in there. yes, And so that the... um, the tomatoes, the green ones, that uh, will ripen sooner. There's no sense to have green tomatoes freezing out in the out in the patch. So, just uh, use a sterile. Um, and I have a, a smaller pruning tool that is easy and small to get in and and do this this small work and then remove them from the garden don't don't leave them to uh to decay in the garden because that they could spread disease and they could get disease and then spread it so so that's that's one of the things to do and then we took these little um, valentine ones this week and we did like you did. We we dehydrated a whole bunch of them, and uh, and that worked absolutely great.
0: They dehydrate very well, and they you know still maintain their color and their sweetness. They're really actually very good. Uh,
1: uh, yes, yes. And the Romas this year, which is the Italian tomato, which is you know bigger than these patio tomatoes are, uh, they are so big. Uh, i think that they had rain and sunshine at the right time and the size of them are just it's amazing and um i was cutting up some for a salad and you know they're very uh there's not a lot of seeds in them Mm -hmm, that's Uh, true i i just i love them so that's that's a great one for for canning or for dehydrating either way and it's easy to work with
0: you know we always coming toward the end of the gardening season bar we look at our successes and our failures and and I would say trying this new some new varieties has been a success in many cases yes
1: and um you know I think we have we fall into uh something has worked in like celebrity I always have celebrity tomatoes, I, uh-huh. I count on that to be the first tomatoes and if I want to make uh where I'm using a canner and I'm canning them I want to get that whole done thing done because a canner is a big thing that for me it gets stored in the pantry downstairs and lugging up all this stuff and washing and sterilizing jobs this is a big job and if I can do this all at once because they're coming in really fast then that's what I want to do so I I think I'll always stick with celebrity but Trying, you know, at least one new variety. Well, in you know, anything.
0: I would have stuck with the tomato berry because I think it's the greatest thing. But then I picked up this fine gardening magazine with somebody who, obviously, is a, a seasoned mm-hmm. gardener who said that they thought the tomato berry was the best thing. But then they found the Valentine. So I think reading up on it sometimes and doing a little research or listening to shows like this maybe get, helps you make some sure, some sure. better educated decisions. And I've made mistakes too. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of what I tried. I tried those limey orange, um, I think they're called limey orange zinnias and the seeds and they were a flop for me this year. Sure. Um, They just didn't germinate. I mean you paid, I don't remember how much it was for, I think you got 15 seeds and they just were terrible at germinating. I have one.
1: Right. Right. So it just didn't work. Do you know, it's so interesting that we should talk about zinnias because normally zinnias are a plant that if I was going to grow them, I directly seed them. But right. I decided we were having such a lovely spring. It was wet. I couldn't get out mm-hmm. and, and plant in the garden. So I decided to, uh, to grow some in the greenhouse. And do you know
0: that not a single one of those germinated. Well, see, I started mine inside, too, and, and so that's the problem I had. And I was wondering if it was the soil or yeah. the, uh, and, you know, we've had issues with certain of those seed starter soils in the past that haven't worked. And I thought, oh, did, did I, maybe that was yeah. a problem because I had other things that were not as good either. I was
1: suspicious of that, too. As a matter of fact, um, uh, this was a, a brand X um, uh, soil mixture and I'm not going to ever buy that again. I think you want to get the best um, soil mixture that you can get or the best uh, uh, combination of things uh, it, because you spend all that time and you wait and you count on it and then it's not there. It's so. a flop and you yeah, say, oh, yeah. what did I do? E- exactly. So, uh, there's uh, a few other things we can do this time of year. We can... Uh, uh, take our compost pile and turn it and oh my goodness both of my compost piles are just full of they're in the work process and they have got there's a lot of work and hopefully um, they'll start breaking down now I have lots of greens and lots of browns in there and by next spring I'll have something really good to put on my uh
0: See, garden. I kind of neglect to turn mine, so that's mine are kind of take forever. But that's just my own fault, and and yeah, yeah. Hey, you know one thing I was doing research on a little bit because you and I are be going to be going to do a video of talking about rain barrels coming up um, for Master Gardener program. Sure. Sure. So I wanted to find out in the past talking about rain barrels, and they are wonderful, by the way. Right, but. They discontinued the program, you know, where you could get the reason. The county. So I checked with the county, Barb. I want to let people know to watch for this in spring. It was because they were, I think, they were doing some changes in um, personnel or something. So they kind of, it kind of got left by the wayside. They are bringing that program back, where they will sell you a, a rain barrel. It's through the county. It's a recycle, Um, Minnesota recycle. I can't remember the exact title. But, yeah, and so then in the spring, come spring, they'll have a notice out where you can get a nice rain barrel, which we've got them. They're sure, the, sure. And for a reasonable cost. And also they're doing going to be doing compost bins. Um, they're uh-huh. the kinds, you know, little compost bins that you can get cheaper than other places because they want to encourage you not to sure. uh, just dump your stuff anywhere. So right. just FYI, that was a little research I did and looking forward if you need any Springtime, because it's really too late to put in your rain barrels now. Right. But it's not too late
1: to start a compost pile. Oh, no, never. Oh, my goodness. And you know what? When we were out to 3rd Avenue, we, we were uh, bringing some uh, 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 tree uh, trimmings and things like that out there. They have so many pallets out there. And gosh, you know what? Uh, with uh, three pallets, you can... Um, Secure those three together, and you can make a nice thing to start a compost pile in. That's all you really need. You yeah, know? but don't they rot? Don't the, the wood eventually? Well, you know, I suppose it does. But, I mean, how long is it going to take, you know?
0: Well, yeah, I suppose. You, you know, forever.
1: And all you really want to do is corral that. And you get these brackets. They're an L, and you fasten the the one with the other to, you to know, square them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, square them and off. And, and there you go, and it's just right for you. And just find out, do you like doing a compost pile? Are you able to keep up with it? I mean, they're really, you don't have any investment in any, in much of anything. You know, it's everything.
0: And it's black gold, as they say. I mean, that, that oh, yeah. soil is just yeah. amazing. It's
1: it's kind of like the whole garden thing. Uh, when you think about the work you put in, and then you go in and you start harvesting your fruits and vegetables, you just think, wow, it was worth every minute of it,
0: every and, minute. And we will have failures as we know. And, you know, one of the things I was really disappointed about this summer was when we got hail out at the oh, lake house yeah. and it destroyed my, I had started elephant ear from a bulb and it it, has, it grew to four feet, you know, with these, these uh, the leaves are, you know, about 18 sure. inches long and just huge and once a hail hits that. So that's the thing with gardening. It's, it's kind of always a gamble and we know that, but... If you like to gamble, hey, this is a good way to do it, Yeah, and you get tomatoes.
1: Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> is so true. You know, one of the things that was very successful for me this year, I bought uh, 15 gladiola bulbs. They were on sale. I bought them when I was in Georgia and uh, put them in my refrigerator, and it was time I planted them up at Good Council. And I thought, gee, I wonder if these all, if they'll, work up here because we got so much wind but you know that is the best flower I'm just I'm just so in love with them and I can see why my husband's mother just absolutely loved glads even when she was uh had cancer and it wasn't easy for her to get in the garden we had to plant her glads for her those glads had to go in the garden the
0: only thing i have is a lot of times they flop over cuz they're so tall and they get they so are. heavy so you say you you stake yours uh, i didn't this year oh, you didn't.
1: but but i had them in so that they got so support from i had them right close to those hoop houses that i have oh, okay. so i have them in between there and and so If they were bending over, I propped them up. But next year, I'm going to put uh, spikes. I'm going to try and have them in in time so I can take them to the Blue Earth County Fair. Oh! Uh, I have to see um, uh, that I just think that they're the most perfect flower. Now, Harvey tells me that you have to know the rules, how they judge. Right. Because if you have too many... Uh, buds on top that aren't opened—that's um, not a good thing. Even though the ones that are open look absolutely great. Right. So you have to, but have
0: if to, you don't want them all filled out either because that you know? shows that it's a little older. So yeah, there's there's an art to doing that because I showed for the first year at the fair uh, tomatoes because uh-huh. I usually bring only flowers, but this year I thought, well, my my tomatoes are really nice—the Valentines and the tomato berry—and mm-hmm. so the one, all the little green tops mm-hmm. were off. And the other one, I thought, oh, they look kind of cute with the tops on. So I left the tops on all the, and I got a, a red because you're not supposed to leave those on. Ah, and I didn't know that. You know? I didn't know that. Either. And it didn't specify in the book, sure. but that's why you kind of have to go sometimes just to look and watch and see and learn yes. or ask go to a questions. Class. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. anyway, you live, you learn. But yeah, it's it's um, going to be a beautiful time to be out this uh, holiday weekend. If people have a chance to get sure. out, go do it. I'm actually uh, using my little Hori Hori knife. Two, I've got weeds that, of course, grown in the rocks, and I hate rocks as mulch, as you know. But the Hori Hori knife, I jab it down there, and I can kind of move the rocks and pull it and get the roots. Uh, But I've got some at the lake house that are growing so thick that I'm going to try and at least get those out of the way. So that's something, and when it's nice and cool like this, it's just beautiful.
1: Well, you know, I dug some of the... Uh, uh, spring bulbs that were in the wrong place, the daffodils, Mm -hmm. and also the little... Oh, I forget what the name of this bulb is, because they were in the wrong place and they were too thick. And uh, now I'm going to work up that soil where I want to put them in the new place and get those in. And I noticed that the big box stores are starting to get their bulbs. So always, if you want to get the best choice, it's to go in early, you know, and just don't delay. You may not be able to plant them for a while, but certainly get them and Put them in a cool place and be ready when you've got the soil ready and 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 plant them. And of course, you know, I always say with the spring bulbs, for me that's a throwaway plant because you don't know if uh, the squirrels are going to dig them up. You don't know if the rabbits are going to eat them. You don't, uh, you don't know if the uh, voles get in there and eat the bulbs. So either way, uh, shop for those. Add some color.
0: When It'll- should we plant our Our fall bulbs because it's getting time things are starting to get cool so when do you and should you how do you know
1: well when it's dry you know you want to and when you get your soil prepped up I think you could start any time now I mean oh really oh my goodness yes because the first thing you know um, the snow
0: it, comes last year. The snow came so early. I had a whole bunch of bulbs, and they never got in.
1: Well, and, and if it gets wet, you can't work in the soil. You can't disturb things. So uh, don't delay. You, you put it off, and then, then it's too wet. You can't get out there. And then, you know, you, the bulb has to make a root on that, on that bulb. It, it has to develop. It has to acclimate into the soil. So I would say, you know, do your shopping now. Get your soil ready, and then put them in.
0: Okay, let's go shopping, Barb. Okay. (laughs) Thanks. It's always great to chat with you. Be back again next week.